Slash Me Baby. Hey everybody, welcome back to Slash Me Baby one more time, where we talk about slashers and serial killers. I am one of your hosts, Maggie, and with me I have Corey. And fans, I'm going to say it right now, she let you down. No, <laughs> moving violations was not watched, even after that poll, fans. All right, I want some quiet here. We've got a film to show you, but you're not going to see it. Because you people are without a doubt the worst drivers in the world. And your moving violations prove it. You will not get your licenses back until you pass this course in our traffic school. Never be able to make it. None of them will. You think we're finished? Washed up? History? Well, I've got news for you. It's not over till it's over. Every one of you is a menace. Come on, buddy, let's move. You're reckless. Oh my God, I'm three minutes late for my pills. You're undisciplined. This has totally ruined sex for me for the rest of my life. I'll get you, you little wimp. But worst of all, you have no respect for authority. Moving violations. If I were you, I'd get used to public transportation. I know. I just had a lot going on. It's on my list. I will get around to it. <laughs> we have it done by next week. I will try. Okay. That's all I can do. I can say I will try. I, I mean, you saw the high response from yes. the Twitter <laughs> poll. Like, I, and you know, I had to, I was like, now I've seen this nine times. Was this a fluke? So I watched it again. And then I watched it at work because I didn't want to be working. Then I had to show it to <laughs> my son. I think I even took a picture of you when I was showing it with my son. Yep. I did because it was a picture of that guy from Moving by or from The Burning. Yes. <laughs> oh, The Burning. I'll get around to it. <laughs> I trust you. You seem like a trustworthy person. I know that. <laughs> I'm Canadian. I, well, yeah. And I know when you're tweeting things, you're bringing our audience to a new and what the fuck that thing says every time that guy tweets it. So. Yeah. I don't know what that, what's up with that dude. <laughs> if you fans, if you're gonna have a caricature done of yourself, don't give yourself buck teeth and double chins. That just make yourself look like fucking an Adonis or something. I mean, yeah, a little bit better, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what I. I'm luckily I already look that good, so I, I can just do a normal drawing of myself. <laughs> you're one of the lucky ones. I am. <laughs> so this week. We're doing a serial killer. We are. Sorry, I got distracted, fans. I got a text <laughs> message. I ain't turned it off. We are talking about the man. May I tell you? Tell everybody who we're talking yes. about. This yes. man has more nicknames than Apollo Creed in Rocky One. We're mm -hmm. talking about the Vasela Ransacker, the East Area Rapist, the East Side Rapist, the East Bay Rapist, the Diamond Knot Killer, the Night Stalker, the OG Original Night Stalker, and the Aarons, E-A-R-O-N-S, and there's supposed to be dots there. The Golden State Killer, the man who was hap caught by Spence Olchek from King of Queens' late wife. Do you like that? That was like a boxing introduction. Yes. <laughs> I mean, do you think they like his people tried to sue Richard Ramirez because 
he was the original. <laughs> like it's actually listed as original Night Stalker. Yeah. Like OG like, Night Stalker. Yeah. Were these? Like, well, if anything, it should be between. Well, yeah, I guess they have to see Ramirez because he took the name after him. He could have been Night Stalker version two. Yeah. <laughs> Do serial But I don't think like, Ramirez gave himself name? that name. No, well, I don't think they give themselves a name though. That's true. I just wonder if somebody was like, hey, that's our Night Soccer motherfucker like that. <laughs> this Me. guy, I'm looking at this guy's mugshot. I mean, he just got arrested not that long ago. He's an old sack of shit. He's like 75 years old. Yeah, he only got arrested in 2018 and actually just convicted last month. I saw the picture of him in court. He had like an oxygen mask and he was in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and all kinds of crazy stay at and plus he used to be a cop not to get ahead so he'll have fun in prison yeah uh, well he's old because he was born in 1945 so there you go i mean what and the, uh, most of the crimes took place in the 70s and 80s rapists ain't well liked in the pen you throw on former cop on top of that this guy's got what mm-hmm. about the lifespan of up until lunch yeah like he's he's not going to be around long probably going to protective custody or some shit like that mm-hmm. so joseph james d'angelo jr <laughs> um serial killer serial rapist burglar i don't know if he's a peeping tom too i mean he probably yeah, he was peeping watch tom. people was, yeah. before they all got but, a uh, fly syndrome going for him mm-hmm. so he committed at least 13 murders, more than 50 rapes, over 120 burglaries in California between 1973 and 1986. Um, I guess, like, the main ones are sort of in three three groupings. So, he was first the Vesalia Ransacker from 1970 to 1975, where he would break into people's homes, go through all their stuff, um, steal small possessions, Gather their clothing around, steal coins, um, just sort of, I guess, just pick through small things because it said he like ignored valuable stuff. It was in plain sight. And yeah, just, it was like, like I don't like, want that Rolex. Yeah, to get that change jaw, motherfucker, like yeah. that. You know, it's just I don't get that. Well, I guess like because when they're saying ransacker, because he'd go in and just throw their shit everywhere, just bizarre. I guess it was more like the maybe the thrill of getting caught or something like that to that effect but yeah mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't get it yeah he was just who skips the valuables to take change just like other random you know things that aren't worth much that's all he was after so he did that for two years and then in 1976 he moved on up to sacramento where he decided to start a raping and i'll tell you he should have known right away this guy had to be a dumbass from day one so he was a cop Yes. But unlike the show Renegade, he wasn't a cop and good at his job. He was actually terrible at his job because he got fired because he got caught stealing a hammer from a hardware yeah. store. Okay. Yeah. Hammer costs... Okay, back then, they don't cost nothing now. Was He didn't have that $2... He didn't have any of that change that he robbed yeah, to buy that hammer? <laughs> yeah. He could have paid my quarters, you know, friendly shopkeep. But no, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, so he... uh and he was he also he fit the mold there you know abused as a kid uh then he went to military he went to was in nam i think then he was a cop so he was i mean he was preparing for all this and then he stole a hammer yeah that's so weird a hammer didn't he steal something else too 
Didn't he get busted stealing like a hammer or something else, like a battery? or It was two things yeah. he got caught stealing. It was something small. I'm going to find it here. And he was, yep, he was Peeping Tom, Animal Killer, all that kind of piece of garbage. I don't mm-hmm. know. The- and then he graduated on to reaping. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if he kept the hammer. Maybe used it. Oh, <laughs> a, a hammer and dog repellent. So if you yeah. think about it, you know, maybe he's ready to do something. You know, you could bludgeon somebody with the hammer, and if they have a dog, you could spray him. Yep. Or just using the hammer to, like, break in, like maybe smashing locks or something. Yeah, I guess breaking in back then wasn't too sophisticated. No, I mean, you just sort of, like, jiggle the handle and break into someone's house. Yeah, it's, but, I mean, he couldn't have been, like, a total schmuck. He married a lawyer. Yep. I mean, and then he was, like, uh, but the creepy thing is, is, like, no one knows what he did in the 80s. They just know he became truck mechanic at a grocery store, whatever the fuck that means, <laughs> for, like, from 1990 to, like, till he was caught. Yeah. Or until he retired, I should say. Well, he he just retired, too. Like, he was newly retired when he got caught. Yes. What What is that, though? I mean, I don't, I mean, maybe, like, I don't know a single grocery store around here that employs truck mechanics. How about where you are? Maybe it's for, like, delivery trucks. That's the only thing I can think of. Possibly. Like, maybe they have their own delivery trucks. He must have needed the hammer to fix the truck. Yeah, there you go. See, <laughs> it's a truck fixing hammer. That's that's, you know, we're making light here. At least I am, anyway. But yeah, he <laughs> was uh, he was that dude. You know, uh, now now we can get on to his crime. Yes. Yeah, so when he started doing his rapes, he would essentially stalk people in the neighborhood. Um, at night, he'd search for women who were either alone in one-story homes, usually near a school or a creek somewhere in the open where he could make his quick getaway. And most victims had had seen or like heard that there had been a prowler, so they knew that someone was coming around their property, potentially, but they didn't really, you know, probably think much of it. They thought there was just break-ins in the area. And he would, like, obviously peep on them, look in their windows, make sure, you know, that they were alone, that there wasn't a man or a dog or something in the house, even though he had dog repellent for it. And a hammer. And Yeah, and a hammer. And I guess a lot of the times he actually went in their houses before he committed the rapes. So, you know, he got his experience being the ransacker because he would break into people's houses and leave windows unlocked or unload the guns or plant tools that he could later use so you know ropes or shoelaces to that he would use to tie up his victims when he went back the second time to actually commit the rapes on them i mean this is clearly the most well thought out rapist in the history of rapists mm-hmm. i mean he had the house ready to do the rape yeah you break in and like leave his tools unlock windows unload the guns like that's crazy wouldn't you notice that though going home i mean like i'm not second guessing anything but Hey, my door's unlocked. I mean, it's, I, I don't get it. Well, I think a lot of the times it was like like a back window or like the, you know, sliding glass patio doors or something that people may not notice. I mean, it is the 70s, so people did leave those kind of things unlocked. Yeah, I don't. I, mean, I, I, I always yearn, so to speak, for the simpler time, but it didn't get people that much back then. No. And then he would... Uh, he didn't like simply like hop out the window and get away. Like he'd like stash bike or something down the road and then he'd pedal mm-hmm. to a car. And I mean, he had this like 
I mean, he really had this mapped out. Like, he was robbing a bank. I mean, he did legwork on these crimes. Yeah, he had it very well planned out. If this like, was no random act of an aggression rapist, you know, just a thrill kill, this guy, mm-hmm. he probably, like, if he was going to go to, say, uh, your house, I can't think of another girl's name, he'd probably be <laughs> scoping you out for two weeks before he went in there. Oh, yeah. Paying attention to your routine, you know, learning when you come and go, those kind of things, too. Like, he he really focused on that. He would call, like, at different times of the day to see if you were around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leads me to wonder how he got the phone number. I don't know. Do you think, like, phone books would just give you names? You'd have to look up the addresses, so I don't I don't know how he would have gotten phone numbers. Then again, I guess if you're going through somebody's shit, you're going to pop up with a name. Yeah. You'll be looking through their trash, get the phone bill. Yeah, I mean, this, I've never read about anyone, and I'm sure he's not the only one, but uh, I've never read about anybody that went through this kind of um, prep work, so to speak, especially for a serial killer. They usually just kind of, I gotta do it, and they do it. They don't usually go through all this trouble. Yeah, that's, it's a lot of, like, planning and organizing and coordinating everything to go through with these. And then he got, like, even braver, like, he'd go to, like he got tired of just going to the like woman's house. He'd go to a couple's house, tie the dude up, like put shit on him. So if he heard the guy rattling around, he'd come back and beat him or something. I don't know, but he'd like rape, make a sandwich, mm-hmm. rape, yes. watch television, rape. He'd spend the night there. Yeah. So yeah, like he started off with women. Then he, I guess, graduated to couples because maybe it was more of a, a thrill. So he'd get the women to tie up the men and then tie up the women. And then he'd leave, like, plates on the guy's back so that, you know, he could hear if he moved, um, stack all the plates up on him and say that, you know, if he heard it move, then he'd kill him. And then he'd take the woman to another room and just rape her for hours. And like you said, you know, stop his back. He'd go through their stuff because I guess he still had the ransacker. You know, in in his system, where <laughs> you go through their closets and their drawers, Change eat drawer. their food. <laughs> I don't know, though, if I could stay still. If I knew somebody was raping my wife, I don't give a <laughs> fuck what was on me. I could lay there. Well, I think there was one um, where the guy, it may have been in the murders, it may have been after the rapes, where the husband got loose, I think, and then he ended up getting attacked, and then the wife got away in the next door. It tells you, fans, if you always have a carefully prepped knives, you can cut yourself free. <laughs> Hidden around the house. That's right. Hey, I'm here in America. I got weapons stashed everywhere. <laughs> I'm looking at two right now, and I'm on my bed. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I mean, if he was breaking in, he was stashing stuff, too. Yeah. Because he knew right where the dishes were. Mm-hmm. You know, the dishes were, he'd, like, stash the whatever to tie them up, you know, whether it was shoelaces or, I guess, like, ripped up towels sometimes, too. And he'd stash all those within, just within reach of where he was raping the woman, so it was easy for him to grab. Do you think any one of these people ever noticed, like, they came home, hmm, there's a shoelace here. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I'm not making light of it. I'm just yeah. if this guy laid things out, I don't see how you maybe wouldn't. I mean, I'm guessing he probably threw it underneath something, but it just seems odd. Yeah, you think that if it was like, you know, within reach of where he was going to do stuff, then it was probably somewhere that the people that live there would notice it. Yeah, and if you're casing, a ho- I mean, well, then again, back even though back then, 
you didn't have like like we have cameras okay back then people didn't have cameras you didn't have neighborhood watches you didn't have things like that so it's because of these people that we do nowadays yeah exactly so yeah back then you could probably case the neighborhood and nobody would know there's that. No, I mean, they may just say there's like a dude, but I mean, I don't know what you do about it, really. Yeah, because like, I mean, different time. Like, oh, we saw that guy with the ski mask in front of your house for the fifth time this week. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Did you look at his mugshot drinks? Yeah. There's a... It's funny because like, some of them look very similar to his younger pictures, and then some of them like seem way off, and it's like, strange that it would be the same person, and it it kind of makes you think like must have been hard at the time because if the sketches are that far off, then obviously it's hard to catch the person. If you go on Wikipedia, the last sketch, he looks like he's wearing Olympic headgear, like Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the yeah. worst suspect sketch I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Whoever draw that should have been fired. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just to know this guy spent like just, he, not when I say he didn't sleep there, but I spend the night. He'd be there three, four, five hours. Mm-hmm. Hours, yep. And he'd go back and, like, rape the woman more, and then go make a snack, and then rape her some more, and then ransack her stuff. And, but he, and he, he would hit... He didn't hit, like, Ramirez, where he'd hit, like, some nights he'd be like, yeah, gonna get me another one. This guy wasn't like that. He would go sometimes, you know, the next day. I think in some cases he was going every day when he got really into it, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it was about at least 50 rapes that they know Jesus of. Jesus Christ. And that was just in the period of, was it three years? Yeah, three years. And to me as a guy, that's like one of the most deplorable crimes in the world. I mean, really? You can't get a woman? This guy was married. Yeah. They have hookers. Exactly. That expensive. I'm sure for the right amount of money, he could have tied one of them up. Yeah, like I'm sure you could have figured something out. <laughs> For a hundred bucks, they can nipple clamp you and kick you in the nuts ten times. Yeah. I, I know because of a friend, fans. <laughs> no weirdo here. I know, I think maybe he probably liked the whole, like, I guess the event of it all, right? So, like, he'd go in ahead of time, he'd plant, like, the stuff he was going to use, he'd go in, commit the crime, he'd make his big getaway, like, running off through the darkness, you know, escaping and going down the paths and like the creek or whatever and riding his bike and then taking his car like i think it was just a whole like the whole event of it all yeah like that he got off on it <laughs> yeah. yeah he wasn't getting off like on it, the girl he was getting off on what he was doing yeah exactly it was the whole thing um so then i guess in 1979 is when he decided to graduate again from rape to murder um, so that's where he got the name, the Night Stalker, and then I guess later on calling him the original Night Stalker, and it was shortly after one of the rapes in 1979 that he moved to Southern California, and started with his victims in Santa Barbara and Ventura County, um, and went on to do murders that lasted until 1981, and then there was another attack in 1986, um, and I know later on when they were looking into it, they figured the gap was when, I think it was when he had a kid in like 81 or something like that. And then I was trying to remember cause I was watched, so I watched I'll be gone in the dark, which is, um, 
docuseries that they made from Michelle McNamara's book. I was going to um, ask you because I, I don't have HBO. How how is that? Is it is it really good? It's good because it's based more on the victim. So it's on um, Michelle McNamara's journey into discovering like the connections between the killer and coining help coin the term the golden state killer and figuring things out and then it's also a lot of talking with actual victims and what they experience so it's not just from like the killer's angle it's actually from like the victim's angle and the investigation side so it's really interesting that way i found yeah is, is it a long one um i think it's like five parts maybe oh at least it's in parts sometimes hbo hits you with them four-hour documentaries it's like who that's yeah. a lot to watch it's like you five like one hour one hour chunks um that's really good though have you watched but, I, I gotta interrupt this this particular mm-hmm. killer for another killer because i'm tired of people telling me to watch it have you watched the ted bundy tapes on uh, netflix yeah like when they first came out it's Are, actually pretty boring i see everybody's like it's the most chilling thing ever no, it's like it's not isn't it just like fucking tapes of him it always sounded dull to me so yeah it's it's pretty boring yeah, I, uh, I saw the movie about him, The Deliberate Stranger. Was it The Deliberate Stranger? Or no, The Handsome Stranger. I don't know, the one with Mark Harmon from Summer School. Oh, yeah. The yeah. one with uh, Zac Efron was pretty good. Hmm, which one's that? Baywatch? Uh, whatever, like, Despicably Evil and Bile or something. I don't know that It was a uh, Netflix. I like Zac Efron, you know? I'm a guy, and I can say that Zac Efron's all right. Baywatch was awesome. Yeah. No, this, this was really good with him as Ted Bunny. It was really good. Um, but with this one, like, I think that, I mean, I should have written it down, but it was something that came up in the documentary where the tax stop in 81, because it's something like that's so when he was born, or he had a kid that was born, and then there was, like, some niece or some other child that was, like, in his life that, like, left, I think, in 86, and I could be completely off. Um, and then that's why, like, there was this other, like, last attack in 1986. Yeah, because she's got to be a good parent. I can't remember if me what it was. I wish I could remember. I can't go out and kill anybody. I got to tuck my kid in. I've changed. Yeah. This is all sarcasm for me here. <laughs> it's about that. That was the time when he was the old Night Stalker, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's when he was the original Night Stalker. That's why I got to wonder if there was, like, some kind of lawsuit. Like, hey this is the you you can't be saying you arrested a night stalker we got him back 10 years ago we got the original <laughs> night stalker you know like, yeah like do serial killers ever you know I, I i don't i've never heard of them sharing names yeah it's kind of strange um and i don't know why they would have decided to call someone else a night stalker if they knew they're already one in california yeah i mean like maybe if it was a different state but yeah mm-hmm. like, like it's uh I don't know, or they, they, or why didn't they say Night Stalker 2.0? Yeah. You know, or just give the guy a different name. Yeah. So, you mentioned it with uh, Michelle McNamara. So, she actually had, like, it's kind of crazy with him, because she had a really big part in what led to his arrest, um, and then find out who he was. So, she was a true writer, and wrote like a few blogs and stuff and I guess she was looking for a new case and came across the the case of like the East Area Rapist and the original Night Stalker um and then they started calling them the the Eron's cases together and linking them together so she was sort of the first one to help coin the name the Golden State Killer um but she did a lot of work with all the officials and the different police departments and would 
get the information from them and compiled them. Um, she did an article for the LA Times. And like when she was initially looking at the case, I guess, for her blog and stuff. And then that led to her getting a book deal. So then she started really digging into the case and eventually got access to all the, the case files from all the different police departments they'd compiled over the years and was linking them that way. And one thing that she came up with that sort of led to them catching him is how there's the the like the 23andMe DNA database, because I think a case or something of hers had done it. And so she thought, well, maybe that could be a way to track the DNA, because they had DNA from a lot of the victims. But, you know, if he hadn't been convicted or caught for another crime then you don't have a match for it. Um, so it's I think like that that's what they ended up doing. Yeah, so I think that's what they ended up doing was looking, putting in the system. Um, and then they found, I guess, like some relatives of his and then eventually led back to it that way. Now, now let me ask, because this part, no. Now, I know, um, I mean, I say she's Spence's late wife. Uh, Spence yeah. is, is Pat Oswald, the comedian. Yeah. He's always going to be Spence from King of Queens to me. <laughs> Um, I know she passed away, but yeah, that's the one thing I didn't get is like, how did she, and I'm not discrediting her. I just think it's, it's so ironic how things work nowadays. This is a blogger who Mm -hmm. was fat, who read a lot of true crime books like you and I, and then she, she cracks the case. Mm -hmm. I mean, isn't that, I don't know if that's good or bad, you know I mean? Well, I think that a lot of times with these like cold cases and stuff now, there's a lot more of them where it's they're calling them like armchair detectives or there's the internet ones where it's people now because there's such interest in true crime that they're it's regular people focusing on it and it's they're looking at things a different way from cops. So I think when she became interested in the case and started, you know, proving to the cops that she was working with that she could be trusted and they're giving her access to the case files, she's thinking a different way. One of the other things that she thought of that unfortunately didn't pan out, but she was saying like how the Golden State Killer would steal like small trinkets. So one thing he had stolen were uh, monogram cufflinks. So then she's like, well, what if we try and find cufflinks and started looking around on eBay and, you know, websites like maybe someone, you know, he gave them to someone or maybe he was someone's uncle and he died and they inherited them and were selling them. And found some that actually ended up being pretty similar to ones that had been stolen, but unfortunately weren't them. But that sort of led to like a different way of looking at things that I think that cops don't always have. Yeah, because sometimes you know that what's the old saying? You got to think like a criminal, not like a cop. Mm-hmm. You know, or it's why, just like you know the why, fresh look. Because, you, you know, know why at that, things. You know why that statement's so important? Why? Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Paul Walker. You got to stop thinking like a cop vin diesel told him stop thinking like a cop brian start thinking yep. like a criminal see if the, if the fast and the furious helped catch this guy yes they had a part in it mm-hmm. <laughs> they have a part in everything but i think that that's why you're finding more cases like this like um the other one magnata who's the canadian guy that documentary they met called like don't fuck with, with cats he was found because he ended up posting videos of him torturing cats on the internet and people on the internet were like hell no we're gonna find who you are and then he ended up murdering someone and then that's how they found out who he was because the internet found him they made it their mission to find him and some of these guys are just stupid my wife um my wife actually has a degree in forensic pathology and her the gimmick you do at the end the paper you gotta write the not the term paper the whatever i don't know thesis thesis thank you 
was on the BTK, the Bind Torture Killer, who still hadn't been caught at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, no, my wife didn't catch him. I'm not not that famous, <laughs> but you know, she did it on him. More people were doing it on him. It just so happened not that long after it, the guy was like, "I think I'm gonna do this again." Well, when you have all the technology we do now, by yep. doing that again, his ass was in the clink a couple days later. So yep. you know, um, yeah, th- I mean, things have changed. These uh, some of these guys saying they get cocky they just don't realize how far things have come and how just the general public can help now with with the internet well you think that like the last crime he committed was 1986 and he didn't get arrested until 2018 so you know he had that whole comfortable life he lived his life he had just retired from his he's probably planning on having a nice comfortable retirement and nope here comes the sheriff you know knocking his door so it was april 24th 2018 that they arrested him um, he was charged How, how'd with... How'd she finally get him? It was through the DNA tree, correct? Yeah, it was after she had passed away that they had ended up looking through the DNA and finding, I think it was like a cousin of his or a niece or something like that, and then it traced it back to him because they could be like other people in their family and who were you and sort of all the pieces just sort of fell into place that way. It's Isn't it, isn't it, yeah, you know the guy was probably sitting there just watching television and boom... Yep. But it's ironic. He wasn't, excuse me, in a wheelchair when they arrested him. In a wheelchair in court. He looking for pity? I think so. It seems like it always happens when it's like someone that's older that gets arrested like that. And then like a senior. And then suddenly when they're in court, they're like super frail and in a wheelchair and using a walker. What I don't get, how hard would it be if you were, let's say you were it's just somebody of the victims. And these courts are open cases. Aren't you surprised more and more people have not just fucking like a wrestler just dove over the chair and knifed some one of these clowns well people have tried i've seen like court video where people have tried to get to them i remember i saw the video of the guy that blew that dude's brains out that did killed his kid or whatever in the airport mm-hmm. yep that was on Geraldo. yep so it does happen it should happen mm-hmm. um so then in Actually, 2020, in June, he pled guilty to 13 counts of first-degree murder and special circumstances, including murder committed and rapes, as well as 13 counts of kidnapping. And then in August, he received multiple consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. Now, think about How old was he? Old. 70, what, 76, 77? Um, we're going to give you... We're going to give you 12 life sentences. Fucking yeah. kill, just kill the guy. At this yeah. point in time, you've got a convicted uh, a convicted uh, rapist, killer, everything. And and you're going to keep him on my tax dollar for another 15 years in prison. Who He's already old and sick. He's going to be needing her. Well, he's not. But, you know, you're going to be paying for his life care. Man, give, yeah. him, a, give him a shot. You know, by shot, exactly I mean stuck chain for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, are you familiar with the show Oz? Yes. Did you watch Oz? Um, I watched like part of the first season. Loved me some Oz. I interviewed Kirk Acevedo from Oz. Oh, nice. Just so you know, there that was Miguel Alvarez, and he was proud to admit Miguel Alvarez was never raped by anyone in prison. But in Oz, somebody would get arrested. They'd be like, "Oh, we're going to arrest you for murder." Boy, a month later, they're dead. I don't know yeah. how it is where you are or if you have the death penalty here in my state. You're going to probably rot on death row for, I don't know, 40 years before they get to you. Well, look at Ramirez. 
like died of cancer and he had been on death row for like 30 years and he still had i think what like eight or nine more appeals he could have gone through yeah it's ridiculous with their appeal all the states all here and here where i am in america the appeal process is should you get one of course you should because you never know should you get two i'll give you two should you get three maybe third time's a charm or three strikes you're out 12 13 come then why even have a death penalty yeah it gets to be a lot you know i mean not everybody's gonna do the andy dufresne and tunnel out of prison you know you can't keep (laughs) these people there forever andy dufresne was innocent though fans (laughs) tunnel through shit to get out wouldn't it be awesome to do a true crime podcast on andy dufresne (laughs) that's not really a true crime well no well that's true but now in the case of this guy do you think they're going to make a movie out of him oh probably they make a movie out of everybody i already know who i would cast yeah who, are you ready for this harvey weinstein oh god <laughs> johnny knoxville in the bad grandpa makeup <laughs> i'm not saying it to be a, a comedy but look at bad grandpa yeah. and then look at this fucking guy he looks like bad grandpa yeah I, I mean, I'm not funny. kidding. He does look like bad grandpa with a little bit more hair. Yeah. I hate rapists. Yeah, well, and it's so crazy to think of like how many he raped. Like, it's just insane. And what's so weird is that they start off, you know, like we were, we were joking about George McClellan. They start off as these peeping Toms. Mm-hmm. And if you notice nowadays, if if you see a peeping Tom, it's in a psychological, like a thriller or a, a horror movie. Back in the 80s and that, 70s, 80s, when this shit was really going on, Peeping Toms, that was funny. You know, and Porky's, they're looking through the, the window, and old George McFly's looking at Lorraine, and that's all wholesome. And Yeah. That's not funny. You know, the, the the burning. Look at that guy. He's been a little <laughs> showering. You don't do that. You don't. I don't like when somebody stares at me, and I'm a guy. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's gross. I mean, if... if if I liked you, I'm not going to watch you, like, from your window. I'm going to ask you if you want to go out with me. Yeah, I don't really get that. Like, you're just standing there watching. Like, I guess they just like watching people. But you can watch TV. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I guess I'm just dumb when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, it's, I, don't, I don't get it. Would you peep somebody? I don't think so, no. I, I wouldn't. I... I I just couldn't see myself doing it. I mean, why would you be afraid to ask? So, I mean, but like, I, there must be some kind of weird thrill to this, the, these guys. I mean, obviously they can get off on it somehow, right? Like that's, that's what they're into. So if we've really, over the course of just two serial killer shows, figured out George McFly really probably had a lot of issues and problems. Yes, definitely. Do you think he murdered people? Um, yeah, I think he probably did. I think he probably ended up murdering people. He seems like the type. He never murdered Biff, though. No, but I can see George McFly doing it just to to get away with it. (laughs) He would, like, chloroform you and do something really creepy. Yeah. George McFly was a weirdo, fans. (laughs) He definitely was. Explain to me how that's a wholesome family movie. I don't know, because, like, when you watch as a kid, it's like, yeah. And then as, like, you get older, it's like, um, no, this is pretty messed up. It's incest. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think in the director's cut, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but do you think, 
like when Murray got to be, say, 15, 16, George looked at Lorraine and went, you cheating bitch, and started choking her. It's like <laughs> well, that's looked... the weird thing, right? Like, you think he'd rec- they'd recognize him. I mean, it's identical. The first thing out of my mind would be like, she, she fucked this guy from high school. She hooked up with him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's a... Then again, I always question why the rapist was doing odd jobs around their house washing his car. I know. They're like, oh, we'll make him work for us. Yeah, I... It ponders me. I took my son to see that at the uh, the big party they did at the Alamo, and he and he was probably you know what he'd been at the time, maybe seven at the time, and I figured for sure, oh, it's Back to the Future. He'd like it. Yeah, it was garbage. He looked at me. He's like, "This is gross." It's about a guy that wants sex with his mom. I was like, <laughs> "No, yeah. son. The mom wants to have sex with her son. Get it right." <laughs> then I started thinking. It's like this really is kind of fucked up, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a weird one so <laughs> funny thing with the whole michelle mcnamara thing so after she had passed away i watched one of pat Oswalt's stand up and he was talking about like dealing with the loss of everything and how he was trying to you know while she was working on the case and he tried to make sense of it like why do people do these things and there has to be meaning and stuff and she was like oh you know there there is no meaning it's just it's all chaos and all you can do is be kind to each other and that's how she would just hammer into his head and he'd sit there and be like, it's chaos, be kind. Like, it's chaos, be kind. And how she won that argument in, like, the shittiest way possible by dying. So then proving that, you know, it is all just chaos. But it kind of is one of those weird quotes that just sort of stuck with me. So I end up getting that tattooed on my arm where it says, chaos, be kind. is kind of like a reminder to try and, like, just be kind to people. I have my son's name tattooed on my arm. I mean, I'm drenched in tattoos, but I don't have any sayings on my <laughs> my tattoos that's the only one that like ever st- stuck with me enough there i was like hi i want to get that tattooed on me now why because you're a little more familiar with her and obviously are you a fan of his um i'm a fan of his stand-up see now i can't listen to his stand-up um and it's funny that's the sad thing because i i was a king of queens fan and you know if you watch it you know he was spence mm-hmm. all those years yeah all i when i see that voice it's it's spence I just picture that <laughs> fucking nerdy friend of Kevin James. So yep. I, I, he's he's stereotyped to me where I can't. But why did he get so much grief for getting remarried? I don't know. I think because people think that he, like, I don't know if you think he rushed into it because it was like a year or so after. But it was someone he had known for a long time and it was a family friend. And he probably I think that him. Well, that's just it. Like it was, you know, a grief thing and you're going, you're grieving together. So it happens a lot of times where you know, someone loses their spouse and they end up remarrying the spouse's best friend because it's just you're grieving together. It's not like she was like, on Monday, oh, we just buried Tuesday. Let's go get married. Yeah, I mean, it was, I knew it was a, a year in between, but I remember there was like such hatred for him. It was like, my God, let the guy live his life. His wife passed away. Well, exactly. And he had like a young daughter and, you know, she probably needed someone in her life too. How did she pass? It was uh, it was drugs, wasn't it? Yeah. So she had been taking like, I guess like a lot of I guess uppers and downers essentially to maintain things. So she was taking, um, I think it was like a combination of Ativan and then like fentanyl or something to help wow. her sleep. And then she was taking Vicodin too. Holy like, shit! It was heavy stuff. Yeah. And so I guess it was just like I mean probably just. Like her heart just stopped because he went in to give her coffee in the morning, and then like a couple hours later went back to country. He passed away. Yeah, I mean that you can't mix that stuff. 
No, you but it was like you shouldn't be taking all that. That that's essentially three of the same thing. You should not be taking that kind of heavy duty downers either. Well, and I guess that's the thing. Is one of the things that she hid from them all because she was just like so engrossed in writing her book and and the series like I'll Be Gone in the Dark actually goes into a lot of that because it's from like her point of view and so they you know go into that at the end because like they have to mention how she passed away right so she kind of hid it from everybody and the people that were working on the book with her didn't really know like she had a big problem like I think they knew she was taking some stuff but not as big a problem as it was so you know one of those things with the addicts just hiding it. Was it because of like all her work with the true crime and that was like just depressing or getting to her? Or <laughs> I think it could have been that, and it could have just been years of stuff too, right? Where you know you you take like something to stay up during the night because you're working on something, and then now you can't sleep, so you have yeah. to take something to sleep, and then you balance it out. Like it's just snowballs. But to do it right, you take Benadryl to sleep and maybe coffee to wake up. You shouldn't be. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> And I, I mean, I'm sure you and I have probably taken a prescription pill a time or two, but yeah, it's dangerous when you're combining all that stuff. Yeah, so caught up with her and caught up with her heart, and that's probably what did it. Yeah, that's, uh, and if it would have happened now, they would have said it was COVID. Yep. That's COVID not funny. COVID kills everybody. <laughs> I hope that's not funny. I shouldn't have said that. The Rock had COVID. <laughs> yeah, his whole family. AJ Styles announced today he had COVID. Oh, yeah? That's crazy. Kevin Nash announced he had COVID. I wish these motherfuckers would stop copying The Rock. <laughs> I think AJ, just said, masks. A, AJ just said he had a headache. That was yeah. his only symptom. I like AJ Styles fans. He's the phenomenal one. They need to wear masks. Well, and you know, as a gag, I haven't been to the gym. I, I actually worked out right before this show. I haven't been, but I have like a, a whole gym in my house. So I just started adding to it when this pandemic started. Uh, as a gag, when I was uh, working out uh, about a week or so ago, I put one of my masks on. <laughs> it sucked, but I still worked out. I don't know if you could do a whole wrestling match with a mask, but, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Kane wrestled with the mask on. Yeah, but his, his mouth was open. The nose yeah, was open. Still. Yeah. But Kane didn't do anything like Jay. I just think it's funny that like people complain so much about wearing masks. This will be my little rant about it. But they can wear scarves and neck warmers in the winter mm-hmm. and full face masks, you know, vinyl masks on Halloween that cover up their nose and mouth. But they can't throw on a cloth mask for five minutes while they walk in the grocery store. Like I said, and I don't know if I said this to you, if uh, I'll use this name as an example because I'm just going by Instagram followers. If that um, the one that looks like oil in a church, Kardashian, if she just all at once, if there was no pandemic and put on a mask. Oh, I love wearing mm-hmm. masks. Everybody in the fucking world would be wearing a mask like her. Yeah. Well, I guess they had the what the VMA music awards there and Lady Gaga had like five different all different masks on. And then her and Ariana Grande performed in masks. Ariana Grande is the only real skinny girl I think is cute. <laughs> I don't know why. I can't explain it. <laughs> she strikes me as a real knucklehead. That's a bad yeah. way to say it. She strikes me as a complete moron. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> but there's something about her that's cute. Has no musical talent. No. Lady Gaga has some musical talent. I like Gaga. I do too. She she was She's been here a few times. No, no. I didn't go see her, though. 
I don't know why. Oh, yeah, because I didn't want to. Um, <laughs> I liked her in American Horror Story Hotel. Yeah. Love it. She could be a good actress. Uh, she was good in Machete Kills. I think she's going to be in the next season of American Horror Story, too. Yeah, the they released the teaser of the teeth. Yeah. Now everybody's trying to figure out what it is. Well, I think you said <laughs> it might be something to do with humans. Yeah, I don't know. It's or always vampires. weird stuff. They did vampires already. Did they? It was hotel. Were they? Oh yeah, I guess they were kind of vampires, weren't they? Hmm. That was a weird ass season. It was. Serial killer Richard Ramirez. Yes. In one episode. <laughs> yeah, and then he came, made his return for the summer of '84. Yeah. He's in demand, fans. What? <laughs> I want to see more Mr. Jingles. Yeah. <laughs> that dude, awesome. <laughs> Is he based on anybody? Not that I know of, no. Yeah, these serial killers. I don't know who our next serial killer should be. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Our next movie, do you want to tell them what it is? We are watching River Party Massacre. I think we'll do a double feature. I think we'll talk about them both. Oh, I got to watch part two again? I hate that one. Yeah. Uh, it's so hilarious. They're so good. <laughs> okay, here's my... I'm going to say this before the even show starts. Uh, in part two, the, it's a drill kill in, in the first one, I do recall. And, yeah. Because I have to watch me in... Uh, two is... Because two had one of the greatest VHS covers ever with this fucking guy with this big Prince-like guitar with the drill, and he's holding it like a big phallic symbol and everything. Yep. And a metal-looking dude, and they play rockabilly music through the back of it. Yeah. There's yeah. a horrible, it's... horrible score in that movie. Yeah, it really stands out. Like, it doesn't fit with the movie at all. I have the double... Are there two of those, or th- are there just their third one? I think there's just the two. Okay. We all, okay, because it's you, I will watch <laughs> one and two, and we can do a double feature. Well, I mean, we could just watch one, but why not watch two with it? Well... That could cut into a, the next episode, though. I guess we could do both. I, okay, fans. They're pretty short movies. Thank God. Fans, I'm going to put her on the spot. I will do both Slumber Party Massacres if you can include moving violations. I will try. <laughs> Come on, it's so good. It's the cast of the burning in traffic school. Didn't you listen to the last episode? The trailer was in there about three or four times. Yep. <laughs> Oh yes, the slumber party massacre. Uh, uh, like I said, I, I I'm pretty sure I liked the first one. I think it was the score that was killing it for me in the second one because it's all like metal looking and it just because met, <laughs> heavy metal horror was kind of a big deal for like a, mm-hmm. about a hot year. Yeah. Let me ask you this: heavy metal horror. Where are you at with that that subgenre? I like it. I like pretty much anything that's like '80s horror. And all the subgenres of it. I'm going to name a few here and you tell me if you liked it or didn't. Are you ready? Yes. Trick or Treat, a.k.a. Ragman. I don't think I've seen that one. Skippy, Family Ties, plays the record backwards. The rock star comes out, starts helping him get revenge on the people that wronged him. That sounds fantastic. It is. <laughs> I add it to your list. It's called Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat, because if you do the R, you get the yeah. with Sam. Where you yeah. have Black Roses. I like Black Roses. I love Black Roses. Uh, up until you see them, the, the horrible fucking demon costumes at the beginning. Yeah. That is so bad. Would you consider that a slasher? Um, yeah, I think it could be. Because you know what I'm thinking? 
The month of October. What are you thinking? October. Are you with me? Yes. October. That would be cool. Black we could do roses, that. Roses. Trick or treat. Uh, I know there's more hard rock zombies. Um, that's so bad. Um, <laughs> what's that other one with? It looks like a pro wrestler, and he's in a band, and they're fighting Satan. Rock and roll night, not rock and roll nightmare. Maybe it is rock and roll nightmare. Yeah, I think it is rock and roll nightmare. Yeah, that's that. That's something to see, boy. Yeah, I liked uh, the heavy metal because I, I remember growing up in a Catholic house. I remember the <laughs> satanic panic. I don't know what it was like where you were if you were you're younger than me, but satanic panic i definitely remember all that nonsense and that's exactly what it was yep i got our christmas i got our christmas episode picked out oh yeah what do you think <laughs> krampus no i picked a good one <laughs> what did you pick silent Satan's night deadly helper? night silent night deadly night's pretty great so it's part two i think i have, I have I think i've I seen the first one more than the second one i think i've only seen the second one once um yeah i've seen the first one a lot more i remember mm-hmm. uh, i remember my school uh handed out to catholic school they handed out the pamphlets you know, <laughs> like, like, kids watch three's company tonight because they might air that commercial for <laughs> killer Santa. i mean it was even though as a child you you can think of like how dumb is like how, how dumb were parents back then i don't know it's crazy that they think like oh a movie's gonna turn my kids into satan we're sure no it's not you know why people why they why they started the whole record playing backwards? Because if you fuck up your record, you got to buy another one. It increases yeah. sales. No, makes sense. Or you know, uh, Sammy Kerr. God, I want you to that's watch Trick or Treat so bad. That's why I like in uh, Little Nicky when they're like, like actually playing like Chicago backwards, and it's all satanic. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got to watch Trick or Treat. I think you. I think one of your favorite movies of all time. It seems like it's it, like it'd be a pretty good one. It's so good, and the reason it got so fucked here, like I ended up ordering the uh, Blu-ray from Germany because it like what's well, a Blu-ray, sweet cover, and you know? all. In America, on um, Gene Simmons has about a two-minute part as a DJ. Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne has like about a minute part as like an evangelist who's against heavy metal music, kind of like a gag cameo. Here in America, awesome. those two guys are on the cover. It's like Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne in Trick or Treat. <laughs> it's like, okay, that they, 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 they combined here three minutes. This has nothing to do with the fucking movie at all. It's crazy. I'm going to watch Trick or Treat this weekend. <laughs> After the Slumber Picker 1 and 2. <laughs> and then maybe so, Moving Violations. So another announcement is that we've got stickers now. Yay. <laughs> they look pretty sweet, so... Head on over to Instagram, Twitter, book. Look up Slash Me Baby one more time. We'll have a post up for the stickers. You can like, comment, share, all that fun stuff. And you can get a pretty sweet looking Slash Me Baby knife sticker. And if you're listening, can you be to leave us a review? Yes. Because they're nice and they help get us in the uh, search engines a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we are on all the podcast apps. Google issues have been sorted out. So we're on Google, Apple, Podcast Addict if you use that app. I think there's Pocket Cast that people use. Um, we're Spotify. on Anchor. Yeah, Spotify that a lot more people are starting to use now. And sort of Anchor FM is the hub. So you can go there, anchor.fm slash slash me baby one more time. And then you'll have the, uh, the listing of all the sites where available. We should maybe in October 
we'll record one of these in video and put it up on YouTube. Yeah, we could do that dressed up. I'm hot anyway. I don't need to. I might put some makeup <laughs> on to look not so good for the camera. <laughs> I like wearing costume makeup. I'm down for that. Uh, you know, I'm a big Halloween guy. I have so many masks and different things. So maybe if 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 we can start, if we can double the downloads of if we double the downloads of the first episode that we did, which I already fucking forgot what it was. What was our first episode? <laughs> um, it was. <laughs> scream. scream. It was Scream. Because that's been the most popular. If we double, if this episode, if, well, we'll give you a chance because this is Serial Killer. So next week, Slumber Party Massacre doubles the Scream numbers. We'll do a Halloween, we'll do a Devil's Night show. Sounds awesome. In costume. Yes. And talking about trick or treat. Yes. Now I will tell you, if you have not seen, if you're unable to find trick or treat, let me know and I will mail it to you. I have a couple uh I have a couple <laughs> I have a couple of them actually. I'm not going to send you my $100 Blu-ray, but I will su- sure send you my $6 <laughs> DVD, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a look and see. I'll see where I can find it. I'm pretty looking stuff to download. Well, with that, I guess this was our coverage on Joseph James D'Angelo Jr., uh a cop who stole a hammer and went on to become a serial killer rapist. The Golden State Killer. Golden State Killer. What is Aaron? It's like a combination of all the names. It was uh, Easteria Rapist and then mm-hmm. slash original Night Stalker. So E-A-R-O-N-S. Well, the OG is an old man rotting in the OG jail mm-hmm. right now where he belongs. Yep. For many, many life sentences. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he'll be none of them because by natural causes, he should be dead in 10 years anyway. Yeah. If then. If not oh, sooner. Yes. Uh, I predict the Dahmer thing where they say, go clean that bathroom while the guard has a smoke. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> or either that or he'll wake up like he somehow went to sleep on a razor blade. You know, it'd be something <laughs> yeah. really, it's, it's one of the real corny things. So mm-hmm. yeah, we don't know what happened. Yeah. I, I turned my back for a second. Next thing, next thing I know, he fell on a knife. Yeah, exactly. So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you get ready. The next episode is going to be Slumber Party Massacre. Yes. (laughs) Thanks for listening.